Welcome to another episode of Cathode Raycast, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about all things television. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and I'm joined by... Robbie Anderson. I'm very excited for this podcast because we're talking about the new Netflix show, I Think You Should Leave. Yes. Which... Robbie has some UCB experience doing improv comedy. I've done I've done a few classes. I've been around the UCB block a little bit. Yes, yes. Yeah. You also have some history in improv as well, correct? Yes, a little bit more low-key. I did improv in college, very untrained. Yeah. But still fun. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's I think that's the whole point is to have fun. It's supposed to be funny and a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. But yeah, so we're going to just get right into it. It's a very short show, six episodes, about 17, 18 minutes long across the board. So we're not really going to do two halves for this episode. We're just going to get into it. We're going to talk about the sketches we like, the ones that we maybe didn't like, what works, how absurd it gets, and uh, probably trail off on multiple things. But I don't think this is the type of show that even if we're going to talk about the jokes, that you wouldn't have a good time watching it, even knowing. Yeah, it's not like like we're going to spoil it, but it's not like there's really spoilers to be had. You right, know? right. So yeah, overall thoughts, Robbie? What uh, did you think? I liked it so much more than I thought I was going to. Um, I didn't know a ton about it. Uh, my friend, uh, AK, love you, buddy. He... Like, texted us in our, like, group chat. He was just like, uh, there's a show that I think is, like, the best sketch comedy show in years. It, like, just dropped on Netflix. And I was just like, oh, okay. And we all started watching it. And we're all, like, big, like, Tim and Eric fans. So, this show so quickly got adopted by, like, that group of friends. And, like, we just are already just quoting skits nonstop. So, I, I really like it. Uh, I've never seen The Detroiters. So, I'm not too familiar with Tim Robinson's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely my first for- foray into what he does, uh, and I like it. Agreed. Yeah, he used to be a writer for Saturday Night Live as well. Mm-hmm. And my favorite SNL skits are the ones that run a little too long. A little awkward. And a little awkward. Mm-hmm. And I think the ones that are so formulaic for SNL fall really flat for me. But yeah. every so often you'll get a skit that's just absurd. And I feel like SNL is afraid to feature those more prominently. They get a little bit weirder with like their digital content, like their pre-recorded mm-hmm. content. Because I think you can kind of get, I think the logic is you can get a little crazier in post. Yes. But I think that when you have like some practical staged effects, not even effects, but just like gags, it's way more awkward and funny. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's a conversation for later. Sure. But yeah, so... I have a feeling, I don't really know the backstory of a lot of my favorite SNL skits, mm-hmm. but I'd imagine that Tim Robinson probably had a hand in a lot of the ones that I really like. Yeah, you could probably find, you probably look it up in some way. I Maybe it's probably. hard to look up like individual sketches by who writes them, but mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Do you know what years he was writing for SNL? Like I what don't. Chunk? Mm-hmm. I, I assume they overlapped because I think you should leave some of the producers on the show are Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg Akiva. Yeah. And Yorma. So the Lonely mm-hmm. Island boys all produce this show. And so Makes I assume sense. that their time overlapped. Mm-hmm. They were all writing at the same time. I believe that. 
Yeah. I think uh, Seth Meyers is probably the best one to talk about writing because he was the head writer of SNL. And whenever he has a guest on the show, he has a lot more writers, which is awesome <clears throat> as guests. Yeah, into that. But it seems like he's the one who really like chronicles the yeah. sagas of the writers. But I'm assuming it was around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a way to look that up, but I'm eh. sure. But who's gonna? Who has the time, Bernadette? <laughs> We're talking right now. Yeah, I don't have time to look a thing up. It's rude. It's rude. Uh, but yeah, you you overall like really liked it. Overall, really liked it. Yeah, uh, there are a few skits that I think don't work as well, and they stand out because they don't work as well as the rest of the show, like, which is like firing on all cylinders. Yeah, all for the time. sure. I only have like two that really come to mind where I was just like, yeah, it's not, it's not really doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, I'm like pretty on board with everything in the show. You know, you, you can't take it too seriously. That's the thing. No. <laughs> you kind of have to go in and be like, this is a show that is about like, you know, all, it's kind of formulaic. Like it's kind of, you set up a premise or a world, you kind of get loud and insane and kind of build the ante until there's kind of like, you know, sometimes a twist at the end or just like, so, like, you know, the, the sketches purposely go on too long. Joke gets like beat too hard so it just becomes awkward, and that's, like, part of the design. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't see, like, I feel like you, you don't see a lot of sketches like that. I mean, like, we're big Tim and Eric fans, and that's, like, the last time you see something like that. Or, like, Portlandia, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Comedy Bang Bang plays around with that as well. I'm a big Comedy Bang Bang fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's a very, like, it, it's not necessarily, like, breaking the mold, this show. But, like, I just love everything it's doing. Agreed. And I love its vibe. I love the 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 in between car like the uh, not title cards but like the little sound clips. Yeah, and, basically, yeah, mm-hmm. and the and uh, yeah, it just has very, a good like, aesthetic. 70s. Yeah, and I like yeah. that. I do too. Uh, so yeah, I guess we could get into the ones that we think didn't work. Yeah, just start get on that a low note mm-hmm. and then end on a high note with this podcast. So yeah, which <clears> ones <throat> stood out to you as like really strange? I think the. The my least favorite sketch is like the <laughs> when I say it out loud I start laughing because it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, um, even the bad ones. They're fine. Are they're still good. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the guy in the mech suit who has to get Ebenezer Scrooge to help him fight the bonies. Oh, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> There's one part of it where he's just like, "Eat that, eat that, goop, Scrooge." <laughs> It's so fucking funny, but I always I always like tune out during that one. That's the oh, one okay. where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, see, that's so funny because that's one of my that's favorites. one of your favorite ones. Yeah, that, no respect. <laughs> different strokes, different folks. Right. <laughs> I feel like there's I, I've been rewatching it just like kind of like on the background, so I just like by osmosis absorb the show a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the moment, there's not another sketch that comes to mind. That one ke- kept cropping up. Was just like, yeah, no, it's into it's this weird. One. It's a little weird. Um, yeah. It's funny because it's like it starts off the show and then like jumps. Usually, don't have like uh, callbacks to other sketches in this show. Mm-hmm. But but some of them do that, and this is one of those where the show opens with it. And you're like, that's kind of weird, and then it comes back to that sketch later. Yeah, because I went through and I was writing down the sketches as I was watching them because mm-hmm. I wanted. To have a better visual of like, oh, how many sketches does this show typically have? Yeah, it was like the format, kind of. And yeah, I just wrote down at the beginning of that episode, robot. Like Robot? There's a weird robot. That's like the first clip that you see, and it's probably 10 seconds long. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. 
maybe they'll get back to that. And then they do. Yeah, I feel like that, that wouldn't count as a sketch on its own. I feel like that would count as part of the... I don't know. It's kind of like a... Like, long-form improv kind of does that where you set up scenes and then you have, like, a break and then you kind of, like, piggyback off, like, the thematics of, like, that previous scene. Mm-hmm. So I almost wonder if, like, with the inspiration for some of <clears throat> format-wise, like, I wonder if, like... Because you know how, like, an improv there, you get a suggestion and you kind of build off that. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if each episode can kind of tie back to any one central theme. Possibly. But I think the central theme might be just, like, I think you should leave. Yeah. That, that might be like the whole just concept in a nutshell. Right. I also really like the Scrooge one as well because later on, uh, a couple episodes later, one of my other favorite skits, maybe I just like skeletons, is the gospel oh my uh, recording session where the guy their is- bones for money. <laughs> <laughs> That I was just really like all good. The bones. I, yeah, it made me think of the Scrooge scene. As that's well. that's what makes because I think it's the same episodes. That almost makes me think like is like was Bones the suggestion, <laughs> and they just kind of like went off that. I actually think it's a a different episode. Is it the one after that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's still good. Still good. Is your name Billy? No, that's why I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> you, you mentioned that the bones are money like four times because I didn't know if I said it already. <laughs> It's so funny. And it's just like, it's just one of the most like quotable shows. It's the mark of a good comedy series when you just like, you want to just repeat everything they did in it. Yes. So really the one skit that fell flat for me was the, the Christmas printer skit with like the woman at work being so upset that. Well, A, that the printer came early for Christmas and she didn't want the printer, so does that take up her gift space? I think that she's upset about that, right? But then she's upset that she's making Christmas jokes and they're not landing and other people are. Yeah. Uh, Still, I'm laughing. (laughs) Yeah, it's because it's so ridiculous in premise. I think there's, there's one really funny line from the episode where she's like, did I fucking stutter, Megan? And it's just like, it's so crazy. I like with some of those sketches where... Tim Robinson isn't playing the crazy person of the skit. You could t- just sub him in if you wanted to, but I like that it's like kind of. I like that you can do that. I like that the writing's like, you know, I think some people could see it as a fault, but I like how it's just very consistent and mm-hmm. like you can kind of just like sub in and out actors for just like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good. There's a few sketches like that where you're just like, Oh, maybe they had him in mind, or he had himself in mind as playing that character, but they just swapped him out for someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit funnier because of that. I think so, too. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, he is hysterical. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't think the show would work if it was just him the whole what time. What happened that, like, nice lady say those lines? Yes. <laughs> it's just way funnier. It's just way funnier. And you know that he's going to be weird. As soon as you see him, like, you almost, like, are ready <coughs> for him to just get crazy. Or it's funny when he's normal. Because in that yes. sketch, he's just like, I guess he, he says that again. He's like, oh, yeah. I guess Christmas came early. And she just, like, fucking yells at him for something. <laughs> he's like, okay. And he just leaves. It's just, it's funnier to just see him be normal in that moment. Right. Because then with the other characters, when they get to be the crazy ones, you don't know which crazy line they're going to take. Right. And yeah, I was, I think I was just disappointed at the end of that skit. That she didn't think Santa was real. I thought that was going to be the joke. That she was like, Santa's real. I still believe in him. Like, that was going to be the thing. And then it wasn't. It's kind of weird that, like, it's, it's, like, two-pronged. But, like, it doesn't necessarily, like, hit on either in that way. Where it's, like, is the gag she thinks Santa is real? Or is the gag she wants to be funny in the office? 
mm-hmm. and the sh- and it doesn't really commit to either mm-hmm. super well. But like you know, again, like the moment's a moment of it is still super good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are the ones that fell flat for us for whatever reason. Yeah, if there is another one that comes up, maybe I'll I'll mention it. But for now, that that's the only one for me that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about this first episode because I still feel like the first episode might be the most solid overall. I think the bookends are both mm-hmm. really because I think the last episode has some of the best sketches in mm-hmm. the whole show as well. But the first episode is probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely doing some pretty crazy stuff. But yeah, that ep- that skit with the uh, termite infestation in your home <laughs> and then you can- <laughs> The, the people to come <clears throat> fix the problem. And, and they replace the, the whole team. <laughs> the turbo team. You are not part of the turbo team. You can't run. You can't run. Until you're a part of this team, you are going to walk slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The turbo. I mean, like, I think that first sketch is just such a good way. The first sketch, it, which I'm sure is why it is the first sketch, like, sums up the show so well because it's. Him slowly trying to make this door go the wrong way. And the person who he's just on a job interview with is just watching him, like, just doesn't care. And that show, that sketch is, like, it does it does such a good job of setting up, like, what the show is. Like, I think you should leave this idea of, like, things are going on too long. Things are too awkward. Uh, why is this happening still? And... And it's just about, like, forcibly making this awkward thing happen. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think we've all committed to a lie that we know isn't true. We just don't want to be caught out as being oh, yeah. unobservant. Or <laughs> that might be a thing I do every day. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I really like that it calls out, like, oh, I'm committing to this. Yeah. This awful thing that I just started is mm-hmm. only going to get more awful. <laughs> it's like the spit on his mouth at the end of it. <laughs> He drools, like, for, like, a second. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid. And I've kind of forgotten about the Baby of the Year skit. Also, probably not super funny to me. I, I but... remember that one fondly because my friend group quotes that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, what is it, like? Tuffy pa- Taffins. <laughs> yeah. Or pancaked by dump truck driver. <laughs> it's like, you don't usually include the cause of death in the obituary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so I do like, Jarvis, we're going to fucking kill you, Jarvis. We're going to kill you, baby Jarvis. <laughs> Harley Jarvis. Harley Jarvis. <laughs> Fuck you, Harley Jarvis. <laughs> uh, but really, I think my favorite skit from that one is, if not the termite scheme, the, the good. birthday scene with the poop on the receipt. That might be in the top three sketches of the whole show. You think so? Yeah, because it's that one, and you know we can talk about it more later if we want to get to it, but the Tim Heidecker sketch is my personal favorite really i think it's so fucking funny <laughs> i love it but um yeah the the, the gift receipt <laughs> episode sketch is it's great and um what, what's the name of the guy who's from walking dead who plays uh Sha- St- stephen young stephen young yeah uh-huh. uh he's he's so good i love that he's cropping up in a whole bunch of stuff now because we saw him in burning Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in Tuka and Birdie as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, he plays uh, Ali Wong's uh, boyfriend in the show. Is he also a bird? He's also a bird. Mostly birds, unlike BoJack, where it's a little bit more diverse with animals. Uh-huh. This one's definitely mostly birds. But there's still other people. And there's like two humans in the show. Oh, weird. In typical Tuka and Birdie fashion, no one mentions it. So. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And you uh, wrote a thing about Tuka and Birdie. Yeah, we can plug that later. But I did. <laughs> you you wrote a it. thing. I did do the thing. 
Uh, yeah, and he also, Stephen Young was in uh, Sorry to Bother You as well. So he's like oh, right, yeah. really falling into all of these very weird and cool groups. I mean, maybe because he's just not on Walking Dead, he's like, I can do all this other shit now. <laughs> yeah, thank you. For but I never, I never thought he'd be like, dead. he's kind of like a, a, he's part of like the funny squad in like the ether of actors out there. Mm-hmm. He's been doing a lot more like comedy stuff. Yeah. And then Burning, which is, like, not funny fucking <laughs> at all, <laughs> but very good. He needed, like, a little palate cleanser for his comedy did you chops. Did you get a chance to see Burning? I didn't. No. Yo, it's... That movie is wild. And he is wild in it. Uh-huh. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 I'll definitely have to check it out. Uh, yeah, so, clearly, you've kind of set up the, your favorite skits. In a nutshell. Sure. So let's uh, go back and forth and do those. So you think the party one with the receipt and the poop and the mud pie. I'm sorry. The mu- yeah, the, mu- the mud pie. The mud pie. Now my, now my stomach <laughs> is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's really good. Because mm-hmm. I can think of like just like so many moments in it. Just off the top of my head where I'm like, that's so funny. When the uh, the boyfriend punches the pillow. <laughs> he's like super upset. Uh the fact that Tim Robinson's character dies at the end of it, like at the beginning oh. of the first, like at the end of the first episode, yeah, he, series, he just dies. He's like, I committed to this, and yeah. now I'm dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely one of my favorite ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you said uh, we'll get to the Tim Heidecker one last, and then what was the other one that you were? Oh, I don't know. Mentioned? I I said top three is more of like a aloof number to to say, oh. but uh, if I were to think of another one that was my favorite, oh, the Garfield sketch at the end. That that's the one that ends it all at the end of this season. The Garfield one, I think, is is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Well, I, I liked that, like, the very small setup of, like, well, we should just have this intervention at my house. Because my house is already kind of like a party house. Yeah, it's like, and what? You, it's think, like- you think, like, frat house. Like, my instant mind went to, like, oh, maybe she lives with, like, four other girls. Yeah. And it's kind of like a frat house. And then you get there and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder, where, like, where they got all that shit. And it's I, incredible. It's weird. And I almost, when it comes to the production of the show, I almost wonder, like, what came first? Like, the sketches, the props, uh, mm. the improv? Because I almost wonder if, like, they go, like, they rent out a studio to, like, record and make the show in. And there's a bunch of, like, leftover props and some shit. And they're like, oh, there's all this weird Garfield stuff. Let's do a sketch about that. Or, like, there's, like, this weird mech suit. Let's do, like, an Ebenezer Scrooge thing, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I was almost curious if they had access to a bunch of random bullshit first. Yeah. That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the idea of them coming with, up with the idea. And then, like, oh, well, we have to build all this We have this to buy stuff. all this Garfield stuff. <laughs> yeah. And build this ludicrous set with like weird doorways. And yeah, the house is insane. And like, it's so cool. Which is like the couch. It's like, oh yeah, if you recline in it, the tongues, <laughs> like the uh, ottoman or whatever. I also just very much like the idea of someone making an intervention more about themselves and their house. Yeah, you didn't tell me. You didn't even congratulate me when I bought Jim Davis's house. <laughs> She's also in Sorry About You, I'm pretty sure. Is she? Uh, yeah, she's in the elevator scene. Okay. I think that's her. Weird. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if Tim Robinson is somehow... 
Maybe. Who knows? I haven't seen that movie in a while, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he is in it, but no, you know, maybe so he's like either. one of those like sneaky producers. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Brad yeah. Pitt's one of those. Oh, weird. Yeah, he's just like you'll like get to the end of a movie and it's like, and Brad Pitt is a producer. It's like, what? I think like Widows is like that. Oh, weird. Yeah, you get to the end, and it's like Brad Pitt is a producer, and you're like, the fuck? <laughs> okay. But I mean, it's cool. I think he's just like you know, I don't need to act as much. I'll just throw money at stuff I like. Yeah. So the the final episode has my favorite skit in it, and mm-hmm. it's the Chunky skit, Chunkies. which because I kind of grew up watching like old GSN shows, yeah, like Whammy and Press Your Luck, the original Whammy, mm-hmm. and I just like the idea of this uh, like weird game show where <clears throat> the premise is already strange. It's not really much of a game at all. I mean, I, guess, and then I think they the don't joke even is like, they, the yeah, they're like, they're like, they haven't locked down what the show is. <laughs> no. They just have a bunch of shit. And I liked that he came out multiple times. And the, then he says, you had the entire summer to figure out what you do. We need to figure out what Chunky does. <laughs> and yeah, that's good. I was just on the floor. Have you ever watched, uh, do you ever watch Bunk? Mm-mm. Bunk is like that sketch, that sketch, but like a show. Okay. Um, it's just like an improv. It's, it's more of like a, it's, it's less sketch. It's more of like an improv based Jeopardy spoof. Um, I'm pretty sure it has two seasons. I think they're both on Netflix. Highly recommend. Okay. I think you would really dig. It. If you're into this, you would be into that. Like 100. Yeah. percent It's so fucking funny, and like the host like never wears shoes. Which I never noticed to the last episode of it. That's like, oh, he's barefoot the entire show. But he wears a suit. <laughs> okay. So, like, that's just, like, how that jumps off already. And it has, like, you know, like, um, Andy Daly and a bunch of other just, like, comedy improv people on the show. Okay. Highly recommend. But that sketch reminded me of uh, Bunk. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, just the idea of a game show being, like, a board and you choose things off the board. <laughs> Yeah. But you have to say the row and how many down you go. Not like the row and column. <laughs> not like the squares are numbered. Yeah. Like you have to say fourth row, go go three down. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a very simple question. And oh, you get the points. But the points aren't noted anywhere. Yeah. Like even on their little column podium thing. You can't see how many points they have. Mm-hmm. Or like there's that one point. He's like, yeah, we're really familiar with the board. We don't need to like flip anything. It's like, what? I like that he chose one and he was like, I made this. I know everything. I know, I know everything on the board. I made it. I made it. Yeah. No, that's really good. The whole thing. Yeah, that's, you can't. That's his backpack. Don't break that laptop. Don't break that's expensive. Come on, Chunky. <laughs> that one. That one was definitely my fave. That's a good one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other... Oh, yeah, the Tim Heidecker one. Yeah, let's get into that one. First of all, you know, Tim Heidecker's in it, so it's immediately bumped up to the top of my list as the best sketches. Uh, I just love that character he plays, because I feel like we've all kind of met that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in the scenario where uh, a significant other brings them. Mm-hmm. And it also made me self-conscious. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I've ever been that person. But I don't, I've never looked at someone's record set and been like, that's pretty meat potatoes. So hopefully I don't come across as too much of a pretentious dick. But there's like so like the <laughs> the gazpacho soup uh-huh. whole the entire thing. It's like oh, I see you have some gas. I can't say it. Gazpacho. gazpacho soup in your fridge. Can I get some gazpacho soup? It just does like that to my younger smile. <laughs> and 
Well, and then the callback later that he says, I saw it in your fridge. Mm-hmm. And then he says later, you let it sit out too long. Like it wasn't in the fridge. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> like, I think it's the thing. idea of like in the time it took for her to pour <laughs> it and bring it to him. Scolding hot now. Scolding hot. Because mm-hmm. if your body receives a thing when it expects it, it to be a certain temperature. It makes perfect sense. It, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> his lo- his logic is sound. I totally understand what he meant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that part's super funny. <laughs> He's like. He's just like so passive aggressive to his girlfriend. He's like, or, or like the the Pafufano, Pafufano. <laughs> Remember, I told you about this guy. I t- we went to dinner. You'll never then- be a writer because you don't have a creative mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's oh, so good. That ca- I just think that character is so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Like I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely been that person to bring someone I was dating. I, I've been you that girl. You dated a few pretentious boys in your time. Mm-hmm. But see. he actually wasn't like super rude. He was just super weird. And he didn't belittle me at all. Yeah. But he was an older guy and took him to my meet my friends and it was just someone, weird. Someone was the odd one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been... I, I've definitely been, in, in the sense of like maybe the, the feeling of it, I've definitely been like hanging out with some of my girlfriend's friends and felt like kind of quiet or awkward maybe because something's going on in my day or whatever so i feel like the the weird one who was brought there so i kind of but i didn't have the confidence to be a dick like to my necker so i think that's really what the difference is mm-hmm. yeah and yeah that's get really spoke to me too with uh all of like this weird absurd music knowledge and like yeah very much into jazz <clears throat> and radio mm-hmm. and i happen to be married to someone who's like knows really weird obscure musicians. Yes, but but he's very nice though. <laughs> but he's very nice. Yeah, and he doesn't judge. No. Yeah, and he doesn't remember names very well. So so that's good. He can't even really call himself out. Oh, the cold the cold oh. gate uh, comedy hour. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean like Ray Donk? He uh, made the monsters theme. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <was> like what? <laughs> uh, we don't know what the cold gate hour is. Yeah, and there are multiple different cold gate hours. <laughs> What's the? He's like, oh, you should eat your uh, Arizona nuts, and he's just like, oh, you're right. He takes this bag of giant nuts. He's like, where be the ruck, uh, nutcracker? She's like, oh, I think it's upstairs at the Christmas stuff. He's like, oh, that will take you a minute. It's just so funny. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when they don't use celebrities that you're going to name check right away very often, which yeah. I think works for the show, because then when they do. It it's really pops good. off. Yeah, because you have Andy yeah. Samberg and the, the Chunky episode, mm-hmm. which I think he was he's a little... also very subtle. He's very subtle. I think, I almost think underutilized, mm-hmm. especially in comparison to the Tim Heidecker one, but that, that might that's fine, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think my two favorite celebrity moments were Vanessa Bayer in uh, the first episode with all the girls talking about their Instagram posts. Oh my fucking God. This <laughs> she's like, so oh, oh I get it now. And just says awful things about her Showing friends. with my sloppy pig dicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Having our butts sucked by flies on the side of the road. <laughs> Ooh, uh, the magician episode has one of my favorite lines in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like, he jerked your little boy dick off in front of everybody till nothing came out. And like, every time I hear that line, I just, I fucking die laughing. It's, I think it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah, again, like Cecily Strong mm. from SNL coming out. Yeah. Being like just herself, but really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to 
I'll, I'll stay with you and raise the kids until the kids are out of the house, but, but I, I won't, won't respect, respect you. <laughs> and I'm going to make the kids not respect you too. <laughs> it's so good. And all the show, they, like, I can think of like pretty much a solid quote from each like sketch. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was the, what was one that <laughs> I don't think the dog should get put down. <laughs> when you see him fall down in that sketch, like uh-huh. when they do the video recording of him, like just hitting that, I it's so <laughs> shocking. She's like, <laughs> really? Like, oh my god! <laughs> the ground like very hard. <laughs> it was so funny because he uh, was like, "Is that really Herbie Hancock?" And then he looked up Herbie Hancock, and the guy in that skit mm-hmm. playing him is wearing like the same exact outfit as Herbie Hancock's like main photo. When you Google search it. So it's not Herbie Hancock though. I, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I didn't look at it. That's another thing like uh He's just like I'm so confused. I'm like that's the point. <laughs> the uh the old guy in the in the car sketch or in the car like Oh, so funny. Who the fuck is that guy? Cuz he's he's amazing. He's the most popular person. <laughs> is he like is he like one of the like kind of Excuse me, the uh Tim and Eric, like, treasure trove of, like, weird Craigslist people. Is he, like, one of those? <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, because he is a steering wheel that doesn't fly off when you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Make it too small. Too small. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> you flinched. You flinched. Now you have to marry your mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's probably the most solid of world buildings is in that skit. Yeah. Where it's, like, one thing and then all of a sudden it's like, nope. This is a new world. All of these people know this weird rule. This weird, yeah. And it all like kind of hinges on if he can land flipping the <laughs> water bottle. It's very good. You flinched. Oh my gosh. And then I think my, my last favorite celebrity person who comes in mm-hmm. is the Will Forte playing the the airplane that, I like that sketch. It's not one of my favorites. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's really good. Uh-huh. Um because I love seeing Will Forte do his thing, like uh-huh. being because you see him be that guy a lot, just like really mad, yes. <laughs> yelling guy. Yes. Uh, so he definitely does that very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the end of that scene, having him sitting in the back and his scream being muffled, but you're still seeing him scream. Yeah. Very very funny. Mm-hmm. Like really, just using him to the full effect. I feel like the editor for that show. Um, might be the same guy that does Portlandia, Tim and Eric. Because they have, like, the same editor that kind of makes it, like, look that way. I think it's the same editor editor for uh, Company Bang Bang, too. Because they all have a pretty distinct kind of look and vibe to it. And I feel like it it might be that dude. Okay. It's impossible finding out, so I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. They all have very similar... They have a distinct style, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it, a lot of it comes from the editing room. Probably as, as much of you know it being what's filmed and staged as well. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, really, there are so few skits we could really just keep talking about them all. But why do you think the show works overall? Um, like getting into like <clears throat> the bones of it. The bones, because <laughs> the bones are their money. <laughs> Uh, I think it, I think it works because even though formulaically it's kind of like very similar from sketch to sketch to sketch, like it's very unpredictable. And I think that, you know, I think it's sometimes when shows get really crass 
and uh, kind of blue. Like it, it can kind of take you out of it. Like there can definitely, there are definitely times where like I've watched things. I'm just like they're just being gross for the sake of being gross. And it's not super interesting. But here, like I think it's <laughs> it's so eloquently written in how disgusting it is at times that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that really is what works for for me at least. I think what, what makes the show work for me is that it's very quotable. It's insane. I like its surreal nature. I like comedy when it's very surreal. I can get down with more grounded comedy as well. But I like, you know, I think like some of the reasons I like comedy Bang Bang so much is that like when they do improv tangents and stuff like that, like it's not based in reality almost, or it's mm-hmm. like in this weird comedy reality that doesn't quite make sense. Um. I just think it's jolly funny. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think I'm the first person to say this, but it's it's a show that kind of feels like it, it's the intersection between like Tim and Eric and SNL, where it's like very structured, very formulaic, but we'll kind of quote unquote go there. We'll go to the places you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why it works for me, at least, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, for me, you keep bringing up Portlandia, and I was really hot on Portlandia for a while, and then I kind of fell off. I haven't seen, I think, the last couple seasons. Once they started to do more kind of like an arc per episode, not like sketches almost, I kind of started to fall off. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I get that. I get why they did it, because I think they were like, let's change up the format a little bit, but it kind of mm-hmm. took me out of it. Agreed. And I felt too, I think Fred and Carrie are phenomenal. Yeah. But I kind of got, like, fatigued with their characters. A lot of their characters started to meld together more than what I wanted. Yeah. And so I think a show like I Think You Should Leave, which feels so short, Mm -hmm. and the characters are so vastly different from each other, except for, like, the weird theme of mud pies and bones. Yeah. There's there's some vernacular that carries over, (laughs) which I'm into. Right. Which I think is funny to think that, like, Tim Robinson... Has just been using the term mud pie for poop for years. I'd imagine so. And, like, that's just maybe what his family calls pooping, is mm-hmm. mud pies. Is mud pies. And that's a thing now that the nation, <laughs> like, anyone who watches Netflix now can just be like, yes, of course. Mud pies. To, mud or pies. or a, a, a slice was referring slice to. of toilet paper. Yeah, too small a slice <laughs> and now my stomach is absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I hope... With Netflix these days, I don't know if you feel the same way. I almost feel like they're putting out too much material. It's hard to get through it all. It's difficult to keep up. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's pretty good. But I really don't feel like I'm going to be able to see it all. I hope they wait a little bit longer before they bring back like a second season. I feel like we'll get a part two before we'll go to second season. Because I feel like they've been doing that lately. Like Sabrina Mm -hmm. came out in parts it didn't come out in seasons right like i think like sabrina i think came out in part one and part two and then whatever is next i think is season two oh interesting and i've seen them do this like a few other things as well so i almost Mm -hmm. wonder if they'll do like a part two but not like a like they they filmed more and have more like kind of in the chamber to see how this does and they can like put it out like super quick Mm, um i can see them doing something like that i would not be opposed to like in the next like four months getting like six more sketches and then waiting like a more kind of a more like a kind of solid amount of time to 
get like a second season, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what what that format kind of looks like or entails. But uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. That's a good good thing to comment on. I don't really think about that when I watch Netflix. I do know that they did that with Sabrina, but yeah, they did it with a few other things as well. So they're pretty we'll like you know normal when when it comes to like the way they release things. But every once in a while they'll do something a little like different. I feel like that's what happened with Sabrina. Like Sabrina like killed it in that first part. They already had the whole thing filmed, so they're like, all right, let's play out the second part, mm-hmm. and then we'll then we'll work on the second season. Right. However long that turnaround looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know with uh I really like the whole six episode format yeah. for comedy. Because uh over in England, like British television, British mm-hmm. comedy, frequently the seasons are six episodes long. Yeah. Or the series, I should say, are six episodes. And I think that works for comedy. I, I think, think shorter, yeah. higher quality content without getting too burnt out on what the mm. show does is very important. I think with comedy, you definitely, you always want people wanting more. Mm-hmm. You always don't want to put, you don't want to stock up the plate too much food. You kind of want them right. to come up for seconds, you know? Right, exactly. Because I think if you over, I think that's what happened in Portlandia. I think they kind of like oversatiated their, their audience Mm-hmm. I think because they kept getting renewed because they're really good, but like you know, you you see it happen with a lot of shows like that where like like Archer, mm-hmm. Archer had a good thing going, and then I think they were just like, all right, we need to like rebrand and retool because we can't like keep hitting this like these notes these notes forever, right? And then they kind of lost I think a lot of people by by doing that. And I think the newest season coming out I, I believe is kind of a return to form in a way. I'm not sure. <clears throat> it's uh. 1984 or, or whatever. Oh, is so then the no. So I think it's going to be another themed season taking mm. place in a certain time period. Yeah. And yeah, it's coming out in like 10 days as we're recording. Yeah, Probably I feel like there's not, not a ton of, of hype around it. Mm-mm. Yeah. But I, I've still been watching Archer. I think that there are a few seasons that aren't as great, but I really liked the, the country yeah. episode where they were all on tour and the cocaine season where... Pam gets skinny and oh damn I didn't see I, I didn't even oh they got so crazy <laughs> I really liked that season mm-hmm. but yeah I agree it's uh it's weird it's hard I mean people but, sometimes do give you too much and Archer yeah. I think lost a lot of fans because it was <clears throat> a lot of the same and then they rebranded in a weird way that people weren't on board with yeah I mean the thing is like you know I I don't know what the right move is with stuff like that because I do mm-hmm. think that they made the they had the right inclination to be like, we need to switch things up. Mm-hmm. And and I think Portlandia had the right inclination being like, we need to switch things up. But I almost think with like something like Portlandia, it's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, don't rebrand so heavily. Do Portlandia somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. it could still be the same issue. With something like this, though, you know, I think it's... It's such a loose premise, but you know exactly what it is that they could hit it indefinitely, you know? Yeah. Almost, almost like a Nathan for you, where it's just like, yes. that will never, even though he ended it, <laughs> that will never stop being funny what you're doing. You know, right. they, as long as you keep the premises creative and interesting, and I think that's kind of what happened where he was just like, it's getting too insane, or he wants to do whatever his next project's going to mm-hmm. be, uh, Nathan Fielder. But I think, you know... That, that stuff like that will never stop being funny. So things like Tim and Eric, it's like as long as you can make something insane like that, that will never stop being funny. But when you have like something that's like so 
uh, premise rigid like a Portlandia or like an Archer, um, you know, I think I think the audiences can get a little tired of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Broad City, for instance, as well, mm-hmm. ended this year. And it kind yeah. of ended on a high note, but after a few seasons of people not really being as tickled by it anymore, because yeah. again, it was a very premise-heavy show, mm-hmm. and they had kind of hit all of the things that they could, and then they kind of ran out of yeah. places to go. I, mean, I still really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I understand that critique, for sure. I mean, they could even do, because I feel like they were doing Broad City as like, you know, we're following these two younger women living in the city, you know, they could almost do like a Broad City returns when they're like a little bit older you know mm-hmm. like come back in 10 years to talk about like what it's like to be a 40 year old woman in new york city who is single or is not single or has a friend who is single and you're not or, or any any of those premises could work you know sure and sure. i think people would come back for that and then it's almost you know it's, it's a little more fresh mm-hmm. um but i you can't really do that time skip or that kind of like rebranding like that in the show as is you need like a break i think you know? oh yeah Absolutely. Especially with the political climate as it is now. I feel like you can only do so much, like, angry comedy. Yeah. You kind of need a break from that. That's really overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, So I'm really excited to see what the Lonely Island Boys keep putting out. Because they just had a hand in this. I think you should leave. Yeah. And then they just put out Pen15 on Did Hulu. you watch Pen15? I haven't watched it yet. I got it. I I almost started the other day, but I, I wanted to rewatch this. Yeah. So maybe tonight will be my night. Yeah. I would love to maybe in a couple of months, because for Cathode Ray Casts, we did like Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. We did Sex Education. I just felt like we were focusing a lot on high schoolers and kind of like melodrama. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of funny, but not. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, we need... To take a break from that and just talk about different. something absurd. Yeah. Well, which this, this show filled that mark. Hell yeah. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we can come back and talk about Pen15 at some other point. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited. I think these guys are putting out really good work post-SNL. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what they keep putting out. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. I think uh, one of the guys just got a directing gig doing something that I thought was cool, but I, I don't remember. I could see that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're um, all very talented. I'll take it. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I'm still uh, catching up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, too. But that's also a very good show. As rigid and formatted as it can be for, you know, True. basic cable. Yeah. It's actually very, very funny. Yeah. Sometimes stuff like that just hits really solid and it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want any closing remarks? Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I just hope it doesn't get canceled prematurely or anything like that. I hope we do get more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty well received. So I think so too. I think the Could general consensus is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're getting their Netflix viewer count number up by just me watching it every night. So <laughs> that's so how we keep a show like this. Is you just yeah. put it on all the time. Well, yeah, true. I mean, it's just like it's a good like kind of junk food show too. You know, like after you watch it the first time, you kind of can like just put it on and you know what you don't have to watch it super strictly. You know, you can just have it around you. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I think is the mark of another is another mark of a good rewatchable comedy is when you can do that. Yes, you know? agreed, agreed. Well, I'm glad that you and your buds quote it all the time. It makes it's me so very good. happy to think of Robbie's friends just like talking <laughs> about this all the time because they're all so delightful. Because you have a very different, weird group of friends. Like you're all very different, yeah. but all really good bros together. We are very solid bros. Uh, a lot of them were uh, just in town, unfortunately for for something sad, but. Yeah. Uh, but they're all, I always forget having them all back home is just like such a really good fucking time. And yeah. 
a lot of the show was being quoted very drunkenly a lot. And it was a very <laughs> good time. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for being on this show. Thanks for and, having me. Uh, yeah, with six episodes, it's like, what can you what can you say? Yeah, I mean, we, we, could, we could keep quoting it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but... Yeah, for the most part. I think I think we dissected it. You know, we broke down what it is. Yeah, enough. absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, make sure to check us out on all of our social media, Instagram, Twitter, good old storyscreenbeacon.com. Swing on through the theater and Beacon if you are local or able to and see what we have going on. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up in the next couple months. And for the next Cathode Ray cast, you're going to probably be seeing some Legion Part 2. Hell yeah. You're probably going to be seeing some other great Hulu material that's just dropped. But we're going to try to keep it diverse and fun. But yeah, thank you for listening. And we'll catch on the flip side. Robbie, I think you should leave. Fuck. (laughs) That's good. Peace. See you later, guys. Good. I think older houses just they like, creep me out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm much more into as new as it can be. <laughs> I'm into it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I, I prefer old. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely have not felt creeped out by some old houses, but most of the time, I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not fucking, I don't fuck around with this. <laughs>